0: Before we get going, I just wanted to say how pleased I am to have heard from so many of you regarding my two previous Black History Month episodes this month that featured first Maria Ewing and then earlier this week Leslie Uggams, two very different but equally exceptional artists in her own way. I also want to mention my Patreon page, For those of you who are interested in supporting the podcast financially, please go to patreon.com slash countermelody, where you can make either a monthly or a yearly contribution in support of the podcast. I'd like to welcome my most recent supporter, Janet, who just this week, in her enthusiasm for the episodes I've been posting, became a very generous yearly supporter. So, thank you, Janet, and let's get going with today's birthday tribute. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. As always, I am your host, Daniel Gundlach. No preaching here, no lecturing, well, maybe just a tiny bit of each, but the primary spotlight will always be on the singers that enrich and enhance our lives, no matter what is going on in the world around us. Thanks for joining me. Now, this week's episode. Hi everyone! Today we celebrate the birthday of the Queen, Miss Leontine Price, who turned 95 this week. I know many of you have been inspired and moved by both her voice and her sheer presence on the opera stages of the world. And for me, I have a personal association with the artistry of Leontine Price which i will share with you once we get underway into the podcast in thinking about today's episode i had to ask myself what i personally might have to offer vis-a-vis miss price that hadn't already been said by others i decided i would focus on a very specific aspect of her career and artistry, and that is her work in concert and recital. So let's kick off the episode with Robert Schumann's Wittmung Dedication, the first of his Myrten cycle. This recording is from 1971, and as with so many other performances that we will hear today, her pianist is David Garvey. Recordings to offer you today from over the course of more than forty years of Leontine Price's career. Let's start with a recording of a concert that she gave when still a student at Juilliard from November 1951. This is Igor Stravinsky's *Pastoral*, a wordless yet extremely tuneful vocalise. She is accompanied here by pianist David Steimer. <laughs> Going to give a lot of background information today because who doesn't know Leontine Price? Instead, I'm going to keep my talking down to a minimum so that I can offer you more examples of her artistry. Leontine Price was appearing on Broadway as Bess in Porgy and Bess when she received an invitation from Samuel Barber to appear in the world premiere performance at the Library of Congress of his song cycle. Hermit Songs, which she subsequently recorded and performed. She was given a one-day release to go down to Washington, D.C. to appear in this concert, and we are going to hear one of the songs from that very performance, the world premiere of the Hermit Songs at the Library of Congress on the 30th of October, 1953. This is The Crucifixion. Leontine Price is here accompanied by the composer Samuel Barber. Another song cycle that Leontine Price created, much less well-known, is by the composer John Lamontaine. He had composed a group of songs called The Songs of the Rose of Sharon, and he was looking for the ideal interpreter. And when he accompanied Leontine Price in a concert very early in her career, he realized that he had found... ideal interpreter. She sang the world premiere of these songs also in Washington DC on the 31st of May 1956, and this is the second of the third songs, Oh My Dove, Thou Art in the Clefts of the Rock. And the text is from the Song of Solomon, or as it's sometimes called, the Song of Songs. Howard Mitchell leads the National Symphony. mentalized today's selections into several different discrete groups. I thought that first I would start with contemporary American songs that Leontine sang. Then we will take a little dip into her French repertoire, followed by a quick sidelight into some unusual repertoire for her, followed by her performances in studio recordings of German Lieder. Followed, of course, as with any Leontine concert, by a selection of spirituals. And well, just stick with me, we'll get there. So, to continue the contemporary theme, here is a setting by the African American composer Howard Swanson of the Langston Hughes poem called Night Song. And this is A live concert from the White House that took place, I remember this so clearly, two days before my birthday in 1978. I was in the hospital having just been diagnosed with a very unmanageable case of juvenile onset diabetes, and I remember sitting in my hospital bed watching this on TV, entirely beguiled and entranced. That's just one of the many very moving personal associations I have with the artistry of Leontine Price. Here is Night Song by Howard Swanson and Langston Hughes. ...about the important part that Samuel Barber played in the career of Leontine Price. Not only did she create the Hermit Songs, but she also created one of the title roles in his second opera, Antony and Cleopatra... ...that was composed for the opening of the new Metropolitan Opera House. Samuel Barber also wrote the song cycle for Leontine, Despite and Still, which she premiered in 1971... But for the moment, I want to consider another U.S. American composer who composed quite a bit of material for Miss Price. Many of these songs were published under the title Songs for Leontine. I'm talking about the composer Lee Hoibee, who also, by the way, wrote 11 operas, including Summer and Smoke. He's less well remembered today than I think he should be. And to slightly remedy that situation, I'm going to offer you a live performance by Leontine Price and David Garvey of his setting of Emily Dickinson's poem, Wild Nights. This concert took place at Carnegie Hall on the 26th of January, 1991. Leontine Price was just about to turn 64 years old. need to say something very briefly just to get it out of the way. We are not going to discuss today any of Leontine's vocal mannerisms. They're there for you to hear. You can like them or not like them as you will. Nor am I going to consider her what one commentator called her musical bad manners. She did what she did, and we loved her Regardless, and some people even loved her for those things. So that's all I'm going to say about that. We are also going to hear today peerless, flawless, gorgeous vocalism. And one of the primary examples of that is from that same Library of Congress concert that we referenced a little bit earlier. But we're going to now move into Leontine's performances of French Melody. This is the song Tu vois le feu du soir which is one of two of a series called The Miroir Brûlant, the Flaming or Burning Mirrors. The composer, of course, is Francis Poulenc. The poet is Paul Eluard. It behooves us to remember that Leontine sang in the U.S. television premiere of his opera The Dialogues of the Carmelites, which she also then proceeded to sing in San Francisco. So this was a composer with whom she had a long association. very first full length recital record was called A Program of Song and it was released in 1959. It consisted of mini sets of songs by Fauré, Poulenc, Richard Strauss, and Hugo Wolf, all of whom we are going to hear today. From the Gabriel Fauré set, I'm going to play Notre Amour, which is an ardent declaration of love which here is voiced in absolutely glorious fashion. think it was 1975, began a series of Liederabende in Salzburg, where she was already celebrated for certain of her Verdi roles, particularly Leonora in Trovatore. Many of these programs have been published unofficially on YouTube and on other platforms, but it must be said that the sound quality of some of these recordings is Far from ideal, and I really wish that somebody like Orfeo Records, who issues so many live recordings from Salzburg, would get their act together and put out a series of these concerts. We're going to hear, I think, three examples of her Salzburg concerts today. The first one I'm going to play for you is the concert that took place on the 8th of August, 1981. On this concert, she sang Claude Debussy, a composer she didn't do very often. I think she did three or four of the cycle Cinq Poèmes de Charbaudelaire, an early cycle of Debussy's, and this is probably the most famous of that series. Le I'm going to offer you just a portion of it because it's a very long song, but it's wonderful to hear what she was doing with this material, very much putting her own personal stamp on it. also, a few years later, sang the inaugural concert at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts in St. Paul, Minnesota. Now I can say from personal experience that there's no place colder than the Twin Cities in January, but here she is exuding vocal warmth in a performance of a portion of the Franz Liszt setting of a Victor Hugo poem, Au je dors." (laughs) see <laughs> I said I was going to tell a little bit about my personal associations with Leontine. I'll make it very, very brief. This is the first. As a Christmas gift for their first Christmas together, my father bought my mother a copy of The Victor Book of the Opera because they had gone to the drive-in while they were dating to see the film version of Aida, which starred Sophia Loren in the title role, voiced by Renata Tebaldi. My mother, in fact, had very little interest in opera, but I was drawn to this book like a magnet, and she and I began reading it together. We never got much past Aida, because that was really the only opera that she knew at all well, but that was all right with me. I was fascinated with the story and the photos of all of the Golden Age singers in costume. Now, when I say golden age, I mean the early part of the 20th century, because that's as far as this book really went through about the mid-1940s. It was weird. I was already addicted to opera in a strange way, although I had no idea what it actually sounded like. The only quote-unquote opera record that we had was Andre Kostolanitz and his orchestra in Aida for Orchestra. Thank goodness, without those pesky, irritating voices. Oh, but I wanted to hear what the voices sound like. So my father was a minister, and on Saturday afternoons, he would always go up to his study to prepare for his Sunday sermon. And sometimes he would put on the Metropolitan Opera broadcasts in the background. And one day, he called me upstairs. He said, hey, you want to hear something? And I went upstairs, and he said to me, You wanted to hear opera? This is opera. It was Aida, live from the Met, with Leontine Price starring in the title role. It happened to be the beginning of the third act, so the first operatic voice that I ever heard was Leontine singing O Patria Mia. Well, it was beyond anything that I could have ever imagined in my own mind. Let's just say I never looked back. So, Leontine was very much my, I don't want to say gateway drug, but my gateway voice into the world of opera. Now, one of the early recordings of hers that I heard was her recording with Fritz Reiner and the Chicago Symphony Orchestra of Les nuit d'été, and I'm going to offer you an abbreviated version of the fourth song, Absence. Now, since we are listening very briefly to Leontine with orchestral accompaniment, I do want to return to Samuel Barber for a moment and a piece which I consider one of his great masterpieces, Knoxville, Summer of 1915, his setting for soprano and orchestra of the prose poem by James Agee. Many of you know her studio recording of this. I find the second half of it to be absolutely stunning. The first half I have some problems with, but we're not talking about that today. However, I have recently come upon a live performance from Carnegie Hall in November 1959, in which, as in that studio recording, Leontine Price is accompanied by Thomas Shippers, this time leading the New York Philharmonic. This is just the final portion of that extended... Aria slash song. May God let's move into just a couple selections that represent unusual repertoire for Miss Price. Both of these are from the series of concerts that she did in Salzburg. The first one is a setting of of Ottorino Respighi. The song is called Notte, and it's a setting of a poem by Ada Negri. This concert took place in Salzburg on the 28th of July 1975 Six years later, in Salzburg, Leontine dipped her toe, if you will, into the music of Sergei Rachmaninoff. And here's her performance of a song, Ani at I think it's called. And it translates as, They Answered. Now here's an interesting twist for you. Often Rachmaninoff would take texts from poets in foreign languages and set them instead in Russian translations. And that is what happens here. This is a setting of the Victor Hugo poem, Comment disait-il, which was set so famously by Franz Liszt, whose original French-language setting of Au d'or we heard just a few moments ago. This performance took place on the 8th of August, 1981. And As with practically everything else we've heard, I just must reiterate, we are hearing David Garvey at the piano. Now it's time to move into the leader repertoire. As I mentioned before, Leontine's first full-length studio recording was called A Program of Song, and one of those songs on that record was Hugo Wolf's setting of Eduard Mörike called Der Gärtner*, The Gardener. I Absolutely adore the freshness of her timbre here and the youthful enthusiasm of her singing. <laughs>
1: Thank
0: After this recording was released, Angel Records, a company with which Leontine Price was only infrequently associated, her record label over the course of her entire career was RCA Records. Nevertheless, in 1979, there was this amazing recording of Leontine Price performing songs of Schubert and Richard Strauss. Now, two things must be said about this. Well, any number of things could be said, but I'm going to limit myself. First of all, her singing is so pristine. There are none of those vocal bad manners, especially on the Schubert side. She is so dedicated to conveying the emotional content of each song. Her German's very, very good, and these performances are truly memorable. I must offer a caveat, however. Even at the time this recording came out, in the few reviews that the record did receive, it was remarked how poor the recorded sound was. There's nothing I can really do to improve that. But nevertheless, I am going to offer a healthy selection from this record, which A, was never reissued, and B, was very poorly circulated at the time. So... Let's listen to the first of that posthumous collection that Schubert's publisher dubbed Schwanengesang. This is a setting of Ludwig Rellstab's poem Liebesbotschaft Love's Messenger in which the singer asks the brook to carry his message to his Far away, beloved. In this recording, we hear the same silvery timbre that Leontine used in the performance twenty years earlier of *Der Giatna*, which we just heard.
1: Braunes <speaking> Lichtlein so sinnvoll und hell, als zur Geliebten so mut und schnell. Ach, <Spanish> trautes Lichtlein, mein Bote sei du. Die Küche, ihre Blumen I'm going to so und im
0: Friends, here is one of the hidden glories of Leontine Price's recorded output, that extraordinary song Nacht und Träume, which Schubert set to a poem by Matthäus von Collin. It describes how human beings in their sleep are taken to the world of dreams, which is much more enchanting and beguiling and manageable than real life, and upon awakening they call out again to the night, please come back, holde träume, kehret wieder, come back, beloved dreams. Here's another beautiful Schubert setting. This is one of the poems that Goethe wrote for the character Mignon, a hapless, doomed waif who is portrayed in the novel Wilhelm Meister's Lehrjahre, Wilhelm Meister's Apprenticeship. She is a strange, haunted, enchanted child who in this song so lasst mich scheinen anticipates her own death and sings of her desire to become an angel free from care and forever young. Flip that record over for the Richard Strauss songs. I'm going to take a slight detour to an all Schumann record that Leontine Price and David Garvey put out in 1971, which I think represents another pinnacle of her artistry. It's not well remembered today, but it should be. On this recording, she sings a different one of Goethe's Mignon poems. This one called "Kenst du das Land, where Mignon is singing of reminiscences of a country that she only dimly remembers, which apparently is Italy.
1: Kenst du das Land?
0: This record is chock-full of wonderful performances, and because I could only pick one, I chose the song Schöne Wiege meiner Leiden, which is a setting from Schumann's Liederkreis, Opus 24, to Poems by Friedrich Rückert. Beautiful cradle of my sorrows, beautiful tombstone of my final rest, beautiful city we must part. Farewell. I cry out to you. The song continues with the poet wishing that he had never seen the queen of his heart, who has rejected his love, pushed him away, and now he drags himself forward out of the town in which she lives, hoping that soon he will be able to lay his head in a cool and distant grave Throughout her career, Leontine Price dabbled in the music of Richard Strauss. I personally wish that she had sung more of it. I think it suited her vocal gifts in a very particular way. But we are lucky that throughout her career, she did do a lot of his songs. Side two of that Angel recording that we have been dipping into features eight songs by Richard Strauss of which we are going to hear three, with Leontine Price at the peak of her interpretive powers and just past her vocal prime. I think she was in her very early 50s when this was recorded, but I'm telling you, it's glorious. Let's start with the ever-popular Breit über mein Haupt. Spread your dark hair over me and bend your face down that the light of your eyes may stream into my soul. I ask not for the splendor of the sun, nor the beaming crown of stars, I only want the dark night of your hair and the brilliant glance of your eyes. sampling of Leontine Price in art song very nearly turned into me simply spinning this entire LP, because it really is one of my favorite of her records. Over the years, it has brought me so much joy, because the program, as always, extends longer than I initially intended to be. I'm going to offer you two more Richard Strauss songs. The first is the fourth of the so-called Brentano Lieder that Strauss composed in 1919, two words of the poet Clemens Brentano. These are mostly written for a high choratura. The tessitura is really stratospheric in all of the songs. This song, Als mir dein Lied erklang, When I Heard Your Song, was ideally suited to Leontine Price, and she sang it many times on concerts and, thankfully, also on this recording. It's one of the most stunning examples I know of her extraordinary voice and ability to soar over these stratospheric vocal lines. was not just a vocal phenomenon. Once she scaled back on her operatic appearances, she did quite a bit of concertizing, and she really refined her art. And you hear that so clearly on this release. Perhaps my favorite performance on this record is of the song Befreit, released, set to a poem by Richard Deimel. There are glorious recordings of this song by Edda Moser, by Gundula Janowicz, by Brigitte Fassbender, by Margaret Price. I just recently featured on my James King episode a few months ago, a beautiful performance of him doing this song as well. But I do believe that Leontine joins this august company with this exquisite performance The song is a setting of a poem spoken by one member of a couple to the other one who is apparently on their deathbed. You shall not weep. Gently you will smile, and as if on a journey I will return your look and your kiss. Our beloved home which you have made, I open it to send you into the world, O happiness. Then you will warmly take my hands and leave your soul behind with me as you leave me here for our children. You gave all your life to me and I return it to you, O oh, happiness. It will happen very soon, we both know that. We will release each other from grief. So, therefore, I gave you back to the world. Then you will only come to me in my dreams to bless me and weep with me of happiness. Now, as with any self-respecting Leontine Price recital, we must end with a selection of spirituals. I'm going to offer you two today, both arranged by the composer Margaret Bonds. The first is from a live Carnegie Hall concert in February 1965. This is the song, Lord, I just can't keep from crying. I didn't know this spiritual before, but it really got to me. now from a live concert in Salzburg that took place on the 2nd of August 1977. Here is a performance of Leontine's mother's favorite spiritual, This Little Light of Mine. As I prepare to sign off today, I really must tell you my other Leontine story. In the bitter cold winter of 1982, I had the chance to go hear Leontine in recital. I think it was in Madison. It could have been in Milwaukee. Either way, it was in the auditorium on the campus of either university or the other. After the concert, I desperately wanted to get her autograph. I was quite sure that I wouldn't be allowed backstage. So my friend Tim and I found the stage entrance, and we went and stood in the bitter, bitter cold waiting for her to emerge, which finally she did. I was shocked at how short she was, for one thing, because she always appeared so tall and magisterial. But here she was, clad in her fur, and when she saw me, she said, Oh, you poor thing! You've been waiting out in the cold all this time just to see me? And she touched her hand to my face, and I felt as if I had been given a blessing by one of the human beings that I most admire in the world. So that has been my motivation, really, for presenting her to you today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And of course, because this is a Leontine concert, we really have to end with summertime. This performance was part of that White House recital, which I watched from my hospital bed in 1978. Bless you. Leontine Price, you who have inspired and been a shining beacon for so many of us, happy, happy birthday to you from all of us who love you so much. dear friends. Keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach.